Thanks for joining us. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about recruitment and applying and putting your best foot forward. Um, over two decades, we've definitely done a lot of interviews. We've did a lot of job postings and we've done a lot of hiring and firing. It's just part of the gig and it's part of evolution of, you know, really everybody in our environment, uh, in a creative agency. And, um, it's been widely different since COVID and now where I can admit myself that I was never very keen on having remote workers and people completely working from home all the time. We've always uh, touted that we were an all-inclusive agency. Nothing was outsourced. Everything was made in America. And I don't know that that matters as much really anymore. So it opens up a lot of opportunities for applicants and also for employers out there. But today I want to focus a little bit more about the interviewing process and what applicants should be doing to stand out uh, above the rest and how to make your inquiry or application look genuine and rise to the top to someone that is looking for things. Um, there's a lot of automation tools that are out there. Indeed, um, ZipRecruiter. LinkedIn, a lot of these different places you can upload uh, information to and resumes and have those auto-submit. There's so much automation, it's unreal. And that plagues us a bit on the employer side. And the reason is, is because um, everything is based on a budget nowadays. Um, we're actually paying to review resumes or to get specific with keywords and to have those sent to us. Um, even when we do receive them, there's still a lot of sorting to go through and do. And then it gets to peeling back layers of an onion, so to speak, of how we vet and how we look for the right person or the right people for the right seat. And so I want to talk about some different things to take in consideration as an applicant. Um, one of the first ones being is professionalism. Uh, that's got to radiate 100% if you're looking to potentially land a gig at an agency or at a, an employer and you want to put your best foot forward. And I think it really uh, it calls for humbling yourself and asking a handful of people, whether that be parents, friends, professors, trusted cohorts, to look over your resume and your cover letter and make sure that it says everything correctly and that there's punctuation, that there's continuity in presentation with indents and bullets and use of fonts. And I would encourage you to also include a picture. Uh, that personalization does make it special. Um, when you save that resume off, I also encourage you to use a file name with your first and last name and then resume and then possibly a date or an appending month. That way, when we've downloaded a bunch of these resumes from all these different sources, some of them do become pre-formatted and become a prefix or suffix of that job site, but it's hard to find. And when we're trying to fill for multiple positions, you're going to stand out really quickly when we do a quick find uh, and search for a name. And so that's important to have things that way. Uh, number two, make sure that your resume uh, I, I would go with PDF 100% because that's a multi-viewer that pretty much anybody in the world is going to be able to view and access. When you put it in a Microsoft Word document, um, there's chances that's going to be hitting some 
uh, malware software. And then people like myself, I'm on a Mac. We do everything with Google Suite. I do nothing anymore with licensed uh, Microsoft documents. So I can't view that. And it's going to actually prohibit me from looking at your resume again. So you can uh, be mad. You can say that I'm being political in regards to that or biased because of the software, but I know there's a lot of other people in the same set of shoes. PDFs are pretty universal. And when you do that PDF, use a free tool that are available out there in, in, uh, in, in plenty uh, that would download and compress so that it's nice and light under a megabyte. That would be beneficial. Last thing I hate is to download a four or five page PDF resume that happens to be 17 megabytes. Probably just not going to do it um, because that also speaks to professionalism. Again, when we're hiring, we're not only looking for someone with the skills, but we're looking at a lot of other aspects. For us, it's really important for culture. It's important for clarity, uh, professionalism, and then also attention to detail. That's going to be a big deal. So what to include on a resume? Um, with COVID, obviously, a lot of people were laid off or lost jobs, uh, did contract work, moved around in a lot of different things. Um, I wouldn't be afraid <clears throat> to post those things inside of your resume. Be descriptive on what it is you had responsibilities to do. <clears throat> and then also uh, highlight uh, some things that you were in charge of or that you achieved while you were there. Um, keep it simple and brief. And Make sure you list any specific details that would be relevant to position. So if you were working specifically in SEO, you were a team lead, you were a junior, you worked in a specific software, you were in charge of um, taking care of a bunch of reporting or setting up accounts, uh, get to the nitty gritty of the type of work that you were doing, but do it in brevity. Don't be too crazy on all the uh, information there. Um, cover letter. Those are always a good thing. And... We get a lot of cover letters, and they're all plastic. I would say 95% of them are plastic. So you can keep a very plastic, templated cover letter, but nothing goes beyond and says something louder and better than, I looked at your website. I am adding a paragraph to this cover letter that is specific to the job that you're offering and something about our company that is going to catch my eye. I'm going to scan those things. I'm going to catch it. You're definitely going to go in a better pile because you're trying a little bit harder. And that's important. That means you're going to probably do the same thing when you're here for us and our clients. And that's someone we want on our team. Uh, so <clears throat> again, make sure formatting, spelling, everything has continuity with it. That's pretty important. Uh, going back to the resume and cover letters, if you're going to get artsy-fartsy on things, don't go too overboard. Don't go too crazy unless it's specific for like a art or junior um, art director or a graphic designer. You could still be specific, um, but don't go too overboard and too crazy because that would get things too junked up and it's going to make you stand out, but it may not be calling the right attention that you specifically are going after. We can't get inside of your head. What we see coming across a resume is really our first introduction to you, and that is going to be the hook that we're going to throw out with some bait if we choose to. Info that you're going to include personally, um, again, I made mention of a personal picture is always a good thing to have, and an email address and a phone number that will be answered or has a voicemail that is set up, and a voicemail box that can actually accept voicemails. Those are important things. If I'm trying to email somebody and it gets bounced back, 
or I don't get any response. And I try to call somebody and they never answer. I get clipped a voicemail and then I'm pushed to an inbox that it's never been set up and that has too many voicemails so I cannot leave one. What are you expecting to have happen? Uh, it doesn't show like you really run things in a very professional matter. It sounds like your personal life, you, you're, you're kind of sloppy. You don't have a lot of, of structure and cleanliness to it. So I would assume that that's possibly how you're going to bring um, some of your traits into the organization to be with other coworkers and more importantly, clients. And that's something that's just not going to be attractive. So you get skipped over for those types of things too. Follow-ups. When you are being solicited for an interview, um, sites like Indeed, I would specifically get after, make it way too easy for people just to list their resumes up there and to use their automation tools to put together resumes for you. And keyword alerts, if you are going to be applying for jobs, make sure they are relevant to what you're looking for. Don't waste an employer's time. Um, because what you don't realize is that you might be applying for a position, say, for a front-end web developer. And we may be looking for another front-end web developer in a couple months or maybe one that's a little bit higher level. Maybe you were better than just a junior position. It wasn't the right pay scale for you right now. But in a couple months or weeks, we might have something that's available. And if the candor and the response you employed with us at that time, it's probably going to be remembered. And we're probably going to take that in consideration as well with the position offering. Again, it's a cultural aspect. It's a professional aspect. And there has to be healthy boundaries to both of those. It's transactional. We want to bring you into a family and make you a part of that, no matter if you're in Colombia, if you're in Mexico, if you're over in Nigeria or Egypt or Europe or in Illinois. That cultural and that family fit and basic office adequate still needs to be maintained. Um, We talked about naming files, and that's going to be anything as far as your presentation. Um, If you have an, an exterior Google Drive or you have a website, go through that. Make sure other people go through that and look that up and down. We build a lot of websites and have for two decades. We've seen a lot of things. We know a lot of workarounds. We know the free tools. We know the cheats. We know stuff that was done as a portfolio for class credit. We can see through those things. Make yourself stand out and be a little different. Be personable. Um, We're not only hiring just a robot or a thing, so to speak, to do work for our clients. Um, We actually care a hell of a lot about the personality and the, the human in the heart and the brain behind the fingers and all the creativity. So we want to know about you. And again, we're looking at integration with other staff members and people that have been here for a long tenure. How are they going to be working with them? And are they going to want to mentor and coach and work alongside and make some really cool things happen? That's going to be super important. Um, Lastly, your profiles for social. Um, Everything that's out there, likely any employer is going to be searching by your name and possibly other aspects of companies you have listed on your resumes. Um, We're going to find stuff about you and you probably should be aware of the types of things we are going to see and that what we might come across. Um, It's important to know the PQ and Home Advisors and Instagram and all these Foursquare and old accounts and MySpace even. uh, Those things all get crawled and indexed and those are found. It's not very hard. We don't go very deep to look for things, but we're looking to find out how you conduct yourself or other little tidbits of information that may be out there about you online. 
Um, is that going to sway a decision? Is that bias? I don't know. I think you'd have to leave that up to yourself. Uh, rule of thumb that I had and was told a long time ago is if that you weren't going to say it or show it to your grandmother, then you probably shouldn't do it to an employer or put it out there online. You don't know how that's going to come back and maybe possibly bite you in the butt. However, not everything is erasable. So it's better to know what you're up against, know what kind of cards you have in your hand, and be ready for a conversation in store in regards to it. And then the last thing is when you're called uh, or you're emailed to schedule for interviewing, be flexible, uh, be very clear, and be prompt. Uh, chances are you're one of many that are being solicited and being considered for a position. So again, you can make yourself stand out, but professionalism, uh, being very quick and also being thorough in your responses and showing up is going to be very important. When it's time to do an interview, as many have done since COVID, a lot of screening happens via a Zoom link or a Google Meet link or some type of third party. Indeed has their own. Uh, it's going to be important to show up looking like you were going to be showing up with a client. Is that a suit and tie? Is that a nice casual outfit? I don't know. You're going to have to determine what that's going to be. Um, likely you have equipment, which is going to be your computer, your phone, uh, you know, with a camera and whatnot. You're going to want to have something that's stationary. You're going to want to remain still. You're going to want to show up and look exactly as if you were doing the interview. What would you want to see? That includes balls of clothing and empty food containers in the background or scattered across your desk. Uh, could be other people that uh, you're, you're inhibiting with or in a public space that are walking behind you. It's best to get a nice, simple, um, professional background. There's a lot of free backgrounds that are out there for your camera to use. I suggest to show up with one of those. Make sure that you have equipment, if it's a headset or it's your computer, you're in the appropriate area to conduct an interview and speak and listen and be above the moment, above, uh, be with the moment, so to speak, so that you can do the interview um, because that is going to be your first impression with the, your potential new employer. Uh, remember, it's a two-way street. You are not just applying because they need you, but you probably are applying because you need some money or you want to continue your career or you want to make a switch or you want to get into something better with better people. So you need to go ahead and come to uh, the party with all of those aspects there. That's going to be super important. Um, I think that's about it. Good follow-up after the fact uh, can go a long way. A lot of people don't do that anymore, and those really do rise to the top. Um, it's also appropriate if you do ask, if you can do follow-up yourself in a meeting. I think that will actually be surprising to a lot of interviewees if you ask for specific email addresses and do a follow-up. Make it personal and simple and don't be overbearing and don't be demanding, but let them know what you thought about things. If maybe you're going to say, you know what, I don't have any more interest or I'm going to be taking another position, but I'd love to keep you guys in mind in the future. Don't forget about me. Things like that are very professional and nice and human. Be genuine. That's probably the best thing you can do. Uh, and finally, I think one of the most important things is to be a good human. We are always looking to integrate ourselves with a good staff and a good group of people. Every business runs budgets, and that's all based off of their profits and their revenues uh, and operating expenses. 
not everybody's a fit forever. And that's okay. That's part of the gig, as I like to say. Um, but if you maintain positive, healthy relationships with your coworkers uh, and your employers, uh, your managers, C-level, whoever they may be, that could yield you a lot of things down the road. We've had lots of clients over two decades that have um, left and went to other companies and liked their experience and brought us back in to work with their new company. And I think with one, they've done this three times. Um, those impressions, those friendships can last a lifetime. Those are referrals that come back into you for a lot of reasons. And those are important to, to remember and cherish. So I hope that this helped everybody out. And if not, there's also in the uh, on our website, uh, there is a section about going through the interviewing process where I outlined a big article during the COVID period uh, about how it is to be working with a company like us, Trademark. And things that we look for and what's important to us, that's going to set you up to win and to ace an interview in a big way. And the very last thing, which is actually probably the biggest tip ever, show up to the interview knowing about the company you potentially might be getting a paycheck from. Uh, Let me rephrase that. The company that you want to get a paycheck from. You applied for the job. You went to the interview. You are saying, please hire me. I'd like you to pay me to do these services and for me to express all my talents. You should probably know a thing or two about us. You should probably be able to comment about the organization, clients that we work with, individuals, specific news, other things you've heard about us or listened about us, and have a good idea of who you want to work with. You may find out we're not a match for a number of reasons that may not align with things that you want. Um, I cannot, it's laughable how many people have come to interviews and those have been canceled in within 45 seconds where we basically, if you haven't looked us up and you don't know about us, point blank will ask and then why would you want to take a paycheck from us? Um, How do you know that we're not involved in some far left, far right, neo-Nazi, this and this and that type of an organization or we make really bad decisions? Um, It's comical. It's laughable. And um, the industry has changed. Things are just different. But it's not necessarily different, it's evolution. So remember that. You're going to need to evolve too. And you're going to need to think about moving beyond the group that you're with and getting out of your comfort zone and really shining to get associated with a company that you want to work and grow with.